there working hard in your business, trying to get new clients, have you ever thought of working with a translation company so that you could open completely new markets for your business? Ah, we are going to share all of that and more right here, right now on The Scalar Fail Show. Welcome to The Scalar Fail Show. I'm your host, Allison Maslin. I'm also a serial entrepreneur, a business growth mentor. I love business. And I love helping business owners just like you break through to great new heights. And that's why I have unbelievable business experts right here on the show so that we can open the door to a whole new world for you. And today, this is definitely gonna open a whole new world. Uh, for you to think of business in a different way. Um, my special guest today is Elizabeth Cologne, and she launched Metaphrasis Language and Cultural Solutions in 2007 with nothing but an idea and a skill set and the ability to speak both Spanish and English. Since then, listen to what has happened since that first idea. It's, it's so amazing. Since then, her company has blossomed into a forward-thinking, award-winning, interpreting and translation business. Metaphrasis now partners with over 600 interpreters in more than 200 languages. That's so awesome and crazy uh, to meet their clients' needs. Elizabeth has been named 2017 Latina in Business, um, 2016 Women of Influence, I mean, business owner of the year, Hispanic business top 500 businesses in the USA, on and on and on. She's been in Women's Day Magazine. She's been all over the place. And uh, she's written um, a book called Today's Inspired Latinas, Life Stories of Success in the Face of Adversity. She's got another book we're gonna talk about today as well. So Elizabeth, welcome to the Scale or Fail show. Thank you, Allison. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I am so excited to be here. And what you've done is incredibly impressive, uh, what you've built up in a fairly short amount of time. So, um, and I know that you have a very personal connection with what you do. And uh, so, as I said in your intro, how did you, how did this lead you to say, okay, I'm going to do a translation interpretation company? Well, it started, it's a personal story. It started when I was a little girl. So I, I was raised in a home with parents who didn't speak any English. And I also had a grandmother who didn't speak English. And so our first language growing up was Spanish and our communication always in Spanish at home. And, you know, the, one, the biggest thing for my parents was that they were unable to communicate with the outside world because they didn't speak English. And so when they had a doctor's appointment or they had to make a trip to the bank or even make a phone call to the gas company, my siblings and I were the ones who were interpreters. So we were like child interpreters at the time doing all this interpreting for them. And then there's the story of my two sisters. I have two sisters named Sonia and Lucy, and both of them are from the deaf community. 
And for them, they were also unable to connect with the world and they felt very alone. And I even want to say very voiceless because as we observed them, they weren't able to communicate in school because they didn't identify them as hard of hearing yet. And then they didn't engage with their classmates. And over time, I felt like I had to do something, right? Deep down inside, I wanted to, to make sure that that didn't happen to other people. And when I graduated from high school, I went straight into healthcare and worked at a hospital. And I started to see the same things repeat themselves, the same situations we were with uh, patients bringing in uh, kids to do the interpreting, and that was us. And then I started to explore the industry and say, you know, said there has to be a way of doing this the proper way. And those of us who were bilingual and needed to have the skill sets to do it. And so I ventured out and learned about the industry and I got trained as a medical interpreter myself and went on to become a certified trainer because we didn't have that here in the Chicago area. And then I went on to open my business to make sure that people who really needed access to qualified interpreters can find that through our company, Metaphrasis. Wow. And that's how it started. That's quite a story. I yeah. can imagine, well, that probably felt like a lot of responsibility for you between your parents and your sisters. Absolutely. Um, wow. So it was almost like this was like you were born into this career, literally. <laughs> um, and so um, uh, that all uh, obviously shaped the direction that you're in. Yeah. And, um, and so uh what do you when you look back at that and and where you are now did you have any idea like did you have a vision for for where you are now no i didn't even think that initially you know that this experience would actually shape my future you know my ideal job was a nurse because that's actually what i went to school to study but i never thought in a million years that the story and the journey that i experienced growing up would actually lead me to want to advocate for language access to provide a voice for the voiceless, right? And make sure that everyone deserves to be understood, right? It's important at one level, either being seen or it being heard or just being touched. You know, we want to be heard and understood all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, that creates all kinds of issues, right? Exactly. If people aren't being heard. And what I love though, is that you really tapped into, it's almost, it's, it's like the, the, what you've been born to do and you're naturally good at it. And I think a lot of times people in business don't pay attention to that. Like there is this inner calling, but they're not really seeing the value in that. And, and you did and you braced it and turned it into a successful company. So I think that's awesome. Um, and so you're, you're obviously, so for, for people that are listening to this and not really clear about what you do specifically in your business, like how do you go into work with businesses and help them with translation and with their customers and so forth? So normally clients come to us, but they have a problem, just like with many business businesses, right? And they have a need because they have a client coming from another country or there's an employee that needs training, but they don't speak the language or it's a hospital who is seeing an increase in languages spoken within their organization and they have to meet those language needs. And they'll reach out to us and inquire about our interpreting and translation services. And we have a conversation with them and we try to figure out sort of what services they need. 
because we have a variety of modalities for interpreting. We offer on-site interpreting, we offer telephonic, and we offer video remote. So one may not suit the other, right? So if it's something really small, they can go into telephonic, or if it's a situation where they have so many patients coming in, it can be face-to-face. Um, -face. And then we engage in sort of an agreement and we, we listen to what their pain points are, where they wanna go with their language access plan, and then we propose the ideal solution for them. And we have an amazing, you know, technology is amazing, right? Everything's so much, so user-friendly now, they just enter this portal that we have and enter their information, it pops up on our end and we schedule <laughs> the interpreter show up at their appointments. And if it's a document, same thing, they send it through our technology platform and it gets translated. So it's very painless, but it really helps them meet the market that they're trying to reach, which is very important. You know, sometimes some of our clients say, you know, this is a very expensive endeavor for us and we don't have a budget for it because normally it's not reimbursable for healthcare organizations and businesses have to budget for it. However, what they don't see is the bigger picture. If you are speaking the language of your customers, they're going to trust you and they're going to come back. And we miss that because they're looking at the bottom line and their own budgets, but not looking at how that person who doesn't necessarily speak English is getting services or buying a product that they like. What are they going to do? They're going to go back and tell their community and that community is going to come back and buy from them. Yeah. And so we need to remember that when we're talking, you know, expansion for our business. Well, I mean, this, you know, we talk about this a lot is the know, like, and trust, right? I mean, yes. people buy from those they know, like, and trust. Right. And right. there is probably, my guess is, a lot of industries and, and business owners that are listening to this right now, you probably have um, a market that you are not tapping into that is interested in your product or service. So um, this, you know, I think sometimes we say, well, I, I don't speak that language, therefore I can't do that, but you know, this is what you do because so right. you, you can open all kinds of opportunities. So um, what do you think is um, set you apart in your company as far as in the industry right now that, that seems to be, you know, a gap that you fill? Let me start out by saying technology is fabulous. I, you know, technology allows me and you to talk today because you're in California, I'm in Chicago. So it has its perks. I think what really sets us apart is that we are very humanly connected. And what I mean by that is when technology started to evolve in our industry, we started to ask our clients, do you want us to go in that direction? And they said, we really would like you to do what you're doing best, which is providing us with face-to-face -face interpreting, right? And that connection is important for certain situations and circumstances. So we're very strong in that area. And although we offer our technology platform, 90% of our business is face-to-face -face interpreting, where we actually physically go out there and they enjoy the professionalism of our interpreters because our interpreters, when they go, they're not necessarily a branding my company, but they are a reflection of their organization too. You know, they're dressed professional, they, you know, establish their protocol boundaries and they stay within what they have to do. And they really appreciate that because to the outside client, that interpreter looks like a team member to them. And then the other part of it is our response time. And I'm very, you know, going back to healthcare again, 
Patients walk in through the door at any time, unexpectedly, unplanned, and our clients need to know that they can count on a company that they can call and say, listen, I have the situation. Can I have an interpreter here within an hour? Or can I actually have this document translated within two hours? So our response time is very high because we tend to be very proactive when our clients reach out to us. And that's what I believe sets us apart from other companies. Yeah, well, so, and I think this applies to anybody listening here. Um, it's such an important uh, aspect and, and you do it so well, is to make your customers feel super important and um, that you know you're you put a lot into customer service which i think is is missing a lot in businesses today i mean it's one thing to get a client but another is to keep a client and keep them happy Correct. and so um and so for you um what would you say is the biggest factor um elizabeth in the success of your company when you think of it more from a business perspective because we've got business owners that are listening today what do you think has been because you know i mean two to 200 languages 600 um interpreters you know you've grown quite a bit what do, what do you think has been your biggest contribution to that growth i think a lot of it has to do with a couple of things actually first is really listening to my customers I am the, that person that likes to go out and visit my clients, every single one of them on a quarterly basis. And through them, I learn about what their needs are, what's coming up in the near future, what we may be doing wrong that we need to improve on, and asking them what they need. And, I, and they really appreciate that in, in the sense of being a little boutique service, small business that has grown, right? It also has its advantages. And then I also think it's our client experience because i may be the face of the company but i also know that if my employees are not performing to the highest my clients are not going to appreciate and they're going to get upset and possibly even look at you know look elsewhere for for business so we have a, a recent client who called us and needed a, a language called amharic right and she was struggling with this language and she knew we didn't offer it but i just happened to do that follow-up with her to ask her how things were going and she said elizabeth i have a I have someone that I need an ongoing interpreter for, and I'm Harik, and I see that you don't have anyone. Can you help me with this? And I said, you know what? I do know of a couple of people in my former life, so let me make some phone calls, and I'll get back to you. It took me two days, but we were able to secure an interpreter for her in Amharic for an ongoing appointment case that she needed, and she was really happy. And that was all just checking in to see how we were doing and asking her if she needed anything. So that's a really great example of just that customer, you know, I don't look at myself as a company, I look at myself as a partner. So let us help you solve your problems and let us support you wherever we can. And that's right. important. Yeah, well, that's great. And it's important as you grow, yes. right? To stay connected to your customer, absolutely. Because mm -hmm. um, they'll tell you, you know, they'll oh, tell yeah. you areas that that you can improve or maybe something that's just not working for them or that what they love so you can do more of that yes. um, and so I know your vision is everyone deserves to be understood mm -hmm. and so um, you shared that with me and so what is it that um, other business owners and in other industries can learn from 
from this type of vision? It goes back to what I was talking about earlier. It's staying connected. And at whatever level your company is, we want to create an inclusive and welcoming environment for everyone. Everyone wants to be understood, even your own employees. They want to be heard. They want to be understood, right? And so it's really important to let's not forget that. We, we live during a time where everything is so fast paced and we don't take a step back to just see what's happening on our right and what's happening on the left. And we look for fast solutions and we want to do the quickest thing possible. And when I look at my upbringing and I compare it to where I'm at today within my business and the customers I'm serving and the customers they're serving, right? It boils down to just understanding and making sure that everyone understood that when they walk out your door, that they understood directions or they got the right product or they signed the right bank papers, <laughs> you know, because someone was there to help them understand that process, that policy or the receipt. And it just really creates this happy little environment that we all can live in and we're not frustrated. So, you know, I know that when I call large corporations, I'm getting this automated service. Nobody's understanding me because I can't even get through. Because <laughs> yeah. I have to, right? So we were just talking about that today, in fact. Were you? Um, on my marketing meeting with my team on some questions that we have on a software that we're using, but we can't get a hold of anybody. Right. And it is so frustrating because it's just like what you're saying. If you don't understand, how are yeah. you going to embrace it, right? right. So, we're right. people. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we, we've gotten so automated that it's like not helping us. It's in, not. In some no. And it's, it's supposed to be easy, right? We went automated our office at Metafrostis, our phones were automated and our clients didn't want that. And they're like, we don't want, I'm frustrated. I don't want to press three, you know, three times to get to you. So we actually eliminated it so that when they pick up the phone and call us, they actually hear a person versus an automated machine. So it goes down to just understanding each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's super important. Now you have a large staff mm -hmm. and um, and every member that you have is skilled and, and professional. How do you, what do you think your secrets are for creating a solid um, team like you have? Because this is such a big challenge for business owners, as you yeah. know, right? Yeah, it's about, for me, I mean, I work with, in Chicago alone, over 200 interpreters and translators, and they come from different backgrounds, different cultures. So it's about embracing diversity and creating this welcoming environment within our organization. And personalities are different and you have to adapt to those. And, you know, I have another story of having someone who was really strong and firm and my team used to think that he would yell at them and he wasn't yelling, he was expressing himself. And so we had to learn sort of, you know, if you're from, Iran, how is that you, you know, you, you communicate. And so we've learned to adapt to the multitude of cultures and languages within our own company. And we work with different styles and personalities, but we embrace them all. And we have an amazing open door policy. So again, referring going back to, I'm the president, but everybody knows that they can call me directly on my cell phone. And this may not work for our businesses, but it works for me. And that they can come to our office at any time and have a cup of coffee for us. 
because our industry is so isolated, you know, they're out there and we don't necessarily see them all the time unless there's something that we need to call them on. But I think it's keeping those relationships strong and also listening to them and letting them be part of your team in the sense that let them be leaders within what they're doing. They're our eyes and our ears. So they know how to make, make recommendations and they can tell us what we need to improve. And we're really good about listening to all of that. And we get so much good reviews around that's the company that you want to work with. And that's the company you want to do business with because they're unlike other interpreting companies is what we constantly hear. And I think that's part of it or most of it is that we, we embrace everyone. Well, I love all of the diversity that you have. And then, you know, everybody, it's interesting. You think someone's yelling, but that's just the way they express <laughs> you know, so there, There's a lot of things there that you're working through. Mm -hmm. I, I find it like in Pinnacle, which, you know, you and I work together in yes. Pinnacle, um, our, our mentoring company, uh, I have always had this open door policy, shared my cell phone with everybody. Um, our mentors that work with us have an open door policy. If they need help, text, call, you know, and I, it's just something that I adopted years ago because, you know, I think by doing that in your business, I think people are so afraid to do that, Elizabeth, because they think people are going to be calling them at all night, all hours of the night. And um, I mean, that is something that very rarely, if ever, ha happens. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just think it makes people feel that you're there for them. Even if they don't use it, they know they can. Right. And I agree. I mean, out of the 200, I, I don't know, once or twice, maybe every three months I get a call, <laughs> you know, but you're right. I mean, it's just the fact that they know that they can use it is, is it's a perk. It's amazing. Yeah. And so, um, what do you feel like now on, so that's the, on the, uh, client side. So employee side with that personalized, um, support, it does it, you know, is that something you feel like you carry through both on the, the client side and on the employee side? I do. I do. And with, you know, with my employees, I have a lot of young employees that work for me and we do a lot of mentoring with them. And, I, and it's at the end, it's sad sometimes they move on, right? Cause we, we sometimes cannot compete with the large corporations and we understand that, but creating leaders among them, among them, is also really fascinating because they appreciate that working in an environment like ours, that we also tend to listen to them. And when we have a problem, we actually let them own it and we let them come up with a solution, right? So that they can be outside of the box thinkers and not think that we just hired them for that one specific job. And they have fun with it and they bring it to the table very excited when they have a solution to a problem or that we involve them, you know, and I always tell them, I'm not growing because of me. I'm growing because of you. And because of you, I want you to be part of the solution as well whenever we have those situations. And I think they appreciate hearing that too. Yeah, I do feel like this millennial um, generation is definitely more about feeling like they're making a difference. Yes. You know, so the fact that I, I love that, what you said, as far as giving, having them own the project mm -hmm. um, or feeling instead of they're just thrown tasks. Right. 
it's it's definitely a different generation, right? Where it used to be this idea of, you know, here's your your task. This is what you have to do, and put your whole heart into it. And um, it's you know that's not really motivating people. <laughs> no, it's not. It isn't. I would agree. Yeah. So what do you? What is your secret for? Do you feel like keeping your staff? Do you have staff that's your team been with you for a long time? Do you feel um, that you're having people come and go? What What do you think is, uh, you know, how would you rate your company in, in that respect? Yeah, my, uh, my oldest employee has been with me since 2010. And then someone has been with me for like four years. It's a combination, flexibility. I think flexibility is important for a lot of people nowadays, especially if you're a parent. And we are in a place right now that we can take our little phones home and work from home. So, you know, being flexible and saying, can I work from home because my child is sick? Can I have flexible hours because I need to go to school? And, you know, we actually have that situation right now where we have one of the employees who goes to school. Each semester, her schedule changes. And so we work around that. So we adapt the hours to the office and the people and certain hours. And everyone's really comfortable and okay with that. I have a mom who wants to work only part-time, so she went to 30 hours. And she says, if I have to commit to working extra hours once I get home and pick up my daughter, then that's I'll go ahead and do that. So I think that flexibility is really, really key. And for me, I, I, the flexibility is so important to me because I was a single mom at one time, and my boss allowed me to actually bring up my playpen to work because I didn't have access to a babysitter, and I gave her 125% of myself because there was one last thing that I had to worry about. So not that, you know, I knew I was gonna have a business at the time, but I, I said, if I ever found myself in that situation, employees need the flexibility, that's what we would do, right? And so we have a very laid back environment. We, you know, dress very casual, but when we have clients come in, we dress, we, you know, we change and we have little, we have fun. We have lunch together. We have coffees in the morning. We celebrate birthdays. We do the escape room on, on a Friday night. And so we try to not make it all about work. And it's, you know, we have a very nice office setup where there was a TV and a big kitchen. So it's like an apartment. And it's just a really great feeling for them to have to come to work and not see it as cubicles everywhere that are locked up in one little small office by themselves. We, we're very team oriented. We kind of all stay together. And so I think that makes for a great place. Yeah. Oh, there's so much that you said there that is really powerful. Uh, and the flexibility, because, uh, you know, when you're thinking of keeping employees happy, a lot of times people think it's just give them more money, which right. of course they like that. But I don't think that that's always what keeps people In fact, They've done studies that it's not. And I bet that the mom that you, you know, your, your one employee that you give um, that flexibility uh, based on or hours or, you know, different things that are going on um, in, in her life, that helps her to carry on with her life, right? And so the value that that brings to the employment, I, I tell clients all the time, just be flexible. Like there isn't just one way. And it, it always comes back to you in spades. It does. It does. And the fact that we are like that, like summer's coming up, everybody wants to go on vacation. <laughs> so we're all plugging in these dates and can you cover? And even myself, you know, it's not what I normally do, but because 
we are going to have a couple of people out of the office, I will be covering the phones, right? It's not, I don't do it every day and it's okay because that allows them to have the free time to go back home and visit with family. So as long as we, we remain as a team and we work towards being team players and meeting the same goals, it really doesn't matter if they do it from home or they do it from the office, you know, because they're giving me 125%, if not more, as a result of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and then, you know, as we kind of come to uh, a, a close here in a few minutes, do you have some tips for business owners? I mean, you've done a great job of, of scaling from here, this idea to, um, to this awesome business, to a growing enterprise uh, with Metaphrasis. What would you say to the business owner listening right now? Um, any tips for them? Yeah. Well, there would be a few. So I would start out with, you know, all businesses have to adapt to change. Technology is changing things really fast. And what worked for us maybe five years ago will not work for us the next five. So adapting to change is really important. The second one is don't get stuck with good. Go for your greatness. And when I started out for the first five years, everything was good. And I didn't think I had to change anything and then realized that, Competition is always going to be at your back door. Technology is going to play a key role in your business because they're going to come up with something. And I had to shift from good to great in order to keep my doors open. And the biggest one for me, and it took me a very long time, so I've been in business for 12 years, I did not realize the importance of mastermind groups. I didn't think that, you know, people talked about it. I didn't really, wasn't sure who to trust, where to go. But that was a big part of my growth is really accessing people from different walks and businesses, being in a room like we've experienced with you in a weekend and just deep diving into your business and understanding sort of what those obstacles are and how to challenge those. And that for me was really huge. And so I am a believer and a promoter of mastermind groups because I think we all need support. And because we're growing dollar wise, you know, at some point in our business, we will become stagnant and we're not going to know why. But if you prepare for that and find the right group of people to be around to help you, you can elevate and get to the next level when you need to be. So those are my three suggestions. Yeah, for those, any business are those are absolutely great tips and it does get isolating. And there's a point where you, you can ask your employees some things, but you can't come to them with all of your questions regarding growing your business, right? So, right, right. And I would share, you know, one of the things I like to share about the masterminding group is, what is it, a year and a half ago, I think I lost my biggest client, which meant about more than 50% of my business. And had, had I not had the mastermind through Pinnacle, I wouldn't have looked at it as a lesson of opportunity. I would have looked at it as a disaster. And for me, being able to find the difference between those two things, lesson of opportunity, what did I learn here that I'm not gonna do the same again versus this was a disaster. Maybe my business would have closed because I would have been so disappointed. I thought that I failed at it, but it wasn't nothing like that. It was the time to evolve again and rebrand who I was and my messaging. And that to me meant, I can't, I can't even put a dollar amount on that one, <laughs> but it was just so beautiful. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I'm really excited about that. And, and it is, you know, uh, it, when those things happen, it can feel 
de devastating and, and so frustrating because you work so hard. Yes. Uh, but there's always that silver lining and, you know, diversifying for you, right? So that yes. you're dependent on, on that client. But, um, well, I'm so happy that you've been on the show. Uh, Elizabeth, you are amazing. You're inspiring mm -hmm. to so many business owners out there that have a, have a dream. And, um, you know, you've been, managed to stay relevant in an uh, industry that's been around for a while and really make it current and, um, and you know, on, on the curve, of, on the cusp of all the new and exciting things happening in technology. So um, now you have an ebook called Empowerment Through Interpretation. And uh, can you tell us quickly about that? Sure, it's an ebook that really talks about our industry and gives you insight on the different types of modalities that a business can use to elevate and connect with their customers. And it's just been recently released and this is actually the first time we're actually offering it to anyone, but it really takes you step-by-step and step understanding what our industry is really about and which um, service to, to use or tap into when you need it. Oh, I love it. I love it. So you can grab this ebook on our library, our Scale or Fail uh, show library at alisonmaslin.com forward slash library. So you will get the download of Elizabeth's ebook, Empowerment Through Interpretation. You'll also get the download from many of our other guests that have been on our show uh, over the years. So check that out. Again, alisonmaslin.com forward slash library. And how do people find you, Elizabeth? Well, they can go on our website, www.metaprocesslcs.com. And there's an online contact me form and I can reach out to them if they want to connect that way or they can give me a call at 815-464-1423. Awesome. And Metaphrasis is M-E-T-A-P-H-R-A-S-I-S. L-C-S. L-C-S. Dot com, yes. Uh -huh. Perfect. Yeah. We'll have that on the bottom thirds here. Thank you. And uh, this was Awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you that are, are watching or listening, um, if you have not grabbed my new book, Scale or Fail, it's everywhere books are sold. And uh, this is a, a great business book to help you set up your business to scale. And um, we also would love to hear from you. If you need any support in your business, you can um, check us out at pinnacleglobalnetwork.com and find the show, Scale or Fail Show, wherever podcasts are broadcast, you will find this show. So until next time, get out there and elevate yourself because you are worth it. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.